Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, and thanks for downloading another episode of Spin the Rally Pod. I'm Lisa O'Sullivan, and along with our top team of experts... Yep, that's you boys. We aim to fill you in on the very latest news from the world of rallying. Joining me, as always, is the voice of rally, Colin Clark. Hello, Cece. Hello, Lise. Nice to hear from you again. Marvellous. The man behind many of the words on Dirtfish.com, senior staff writer, David Evans. Good day to you, David. Hello. How are you, Lise? I'm not bad at all. And we have a former sporting director. He's worked with Toyota, Mitsubishi, Subaru... And now us, he's occasionally outraged. He's George Donaldson. How are you feeling today, George? Good afternoon, Lisa. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be here. I feel fabulous. Thank you. Never been better. Are you feeling Are you feeling already outraged, George? Uh, no, not yet, but I'm going to let you outrage me today, David. You're always the catalyst in, in these arguments where you'll argue the toss on something for ages and ages and then yeah. turn, out, turn around and you'll agree with us all. So I'm going to try and flip You sound that just like my head. wife. <laughs> My wife says that. It's a special skill, David. It's a special skill and a talent you have. <laughs> well, I have to say that I'm feeling particularly upbeat, despite the driving rain coming down Indeed. on the roof of my garden shed. Uh, I'm relabeled it as my production studio because we're going with the C word, David Evans. We have oh, no. a calendar confirmed by the WRC promoter. Now, Estonia, I'm going to run through this very quickly. Estonia. A two-day event starting September the 5th. That will get us going again in the championship. So the remaining dates, Rally of Turkey, September the 24th to the 27th. Could I just interrupt you there, Lise? I'm going through this. You Uh. can interrupt me in a minute. I'm just going to do this quick list (laughs) because you're then going to take all the words that I've read off the website that you wrote and correct everything that's on here. So as it stands, this is what you've written on the website. Estonia forms four of an eight-round calendar. The remaining dates issued today are Rally of Turkey, September the 24th to the 27th at the moment. Rally Germany, October the 15th to the 18th. Rally Italy, October the 29th to November the 1st. And Rally Japan, November the 19th. What were you going to say, David Evans? We we had a thrush in the back garden today and it must have flown into a window or something. And, you know, the last three hours of my life have been spent driving this bloody thrush to a rescue centre. Is this the point where I'm allowed to be outraged, Lisa? I'm outraged. (laughs) I've finally got a rally championship. I don't care about your... I love thrushes. They're gorgeous birds. But there's a time and place and it's not this podcast. Is it not? Do you know what, George? Yes, darling. you know, 10, 15 years ago, you'd have said a thrush. Well, it's just, I mean, they're almost like uh, vermin, aren't they? There's so many <gasps> of them. I'm just getting more, I'm just getting more they're outraged. They're quite rare and they, they are... need to be saved. Well done, David Evans. We've got lots this year in our garden. So, George. Them. <laughs> so, George, yeah. Estonia is going to kick off <laughs> the last four rounds of the championship, well, potentially this five. year. Steering things back. It did, it right, did. so yes, we, but this is where we need to talk about all more of More interesting than that is they have thrushes in Estonia, I believe. Stop, stop, <laughs> all of you stop. Take me there. From he- henceforth, we're not talking about wildlife. Oh, really? Incidentally, right, okay. maybe, we Thank are talking goodness. about rallying. Thank goodness. Okay, let's, get back, let's get back move, on fence. David, Let's move on no to Estonia. Life. How very, very, first, fundamentally, how massively exciting that we have a calendar. Uh, so and exciting we you need to start talking about birds. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Well, it was three hours. It was a very long round trip to the vet. Yep, sorry. So Estonia. Yep. Great. You know, a fabulous round, uh, fabulous country. The home, of course, of our of our reigning world rally champion, dirtfish driver, Oik Tanak. Um, so, yeah, it's all, all good news. Uh, straight from there to Turkey, there is, obviously, there is still waiting in the wings. We have Ypres. 
Uh, and the understanding is that for EPA to run as what would be round six, they of, of them what would be a nine-round championship, uh, we need Turkey to move forward one week for the logistics to work. Um, so that they're still debating that. From what I understand, Turkey, because it's, it's government-funded, it has to go back to the government to, to work out whether they can move this date. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't do these things at the drop of a hat when there's government involvement. Uh, IPA can't really move its date um, because the main square in the centre of the town is is booked for, for various other events. Um, so, yeah, so we, we may well have a nine-round championship. Um, we, we have to wait and, and see. Just, just for anybody that doesn't understand why that's important, that main square is where the service park is yes. in Ypres. Yeah, everything rotates around around that. You know, without that main square, uh, it, it would be pretty much impossible to uh, to have your, your chips with mayonnaise and your beer and watch cars being serviced. Uh, so it's all, all very important. Waffles and chocolate. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you're almost talking me into Belgium. No, I do like <laughs> Belgium. Sorry. Um, Belgium. Straits and 90s, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, Estonia, brilliant. You know, uh, but fundamentally, Colin and, and George and Lisa, of course, you know, it is just tremendous news, isn't it? You know, we've had a raft of cancellations. We've had just, you know, so many disappointments for fabulous rounds of the championship. And ultimately now we have something to work yeah. towards. It's, it is, we're very important to say this, it is obviously underpinned by the need for us to keep moving forward and keep moving away from coronavirus and, and any potential spike. You know, we saw a spike in Germany a couple of weeks ago that immediately raised question mark raised a question mark over Bostalzi and, and whether we could run there. Any of these rounds could fall at any time. Uh, you know, the government, as we well know with Wales, the government makes these decisions um, and, and sporting events come a very long way down the list of priorities. That was the reason that Rally GB failed, uh, didn't fail, was cancelled this year because simply the Welsh government don't want large gatherings, um, especially into the autumn when apparently it's it's more prevalent for, for it's better conditions Switch. or something for, for, yeah. for COVID. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. But yeah, yeah. so we have, a, we have an eight round calendar, hopefully a nine round calendar, but it's all what? dependent on no second wave. Yeah. And you're absolutely right, David. It, it is great to have some good news to be talking about. Um you know, I think I think a lot of what we heard this morning was quite well signposted, wasn't it? We kind of knew yeah. we were going to Estonia. Uh, the the curveball for me slightly was Croatia. Where did Croatia come from? That yeah. was a very very interesting one. Listen, it's not on the calendar, but it's there asterisked as you know continuing in its negotiations with the promoter and the FIA. That that for me was interesting. Well, we I mean we heard about Croatia, didn't we, two years ago? Um, yeah. and they, they did, they, I think they ran a candidate round or they, they were observed in some capacity, I think. Uh, and they came close. They had good funding. Um, and, and then it went away again from memory. Did it not go away because it was an asphalt round and we didn't want any more asphalt in the championship? I can't remember. Um, but certainly for the last couple of years, Croatia has been there or thereabouts. Uh, and, you know, being slightly cynical about this, what having Croatia on that list and it being able to talk about a potential round in Croatia does is it puts pressure elsewhere, you know, and it, and it can move the sort of bargaining chips a little bit. If IPA tries to play hardball, for example, then the promoter can say, well, okay, you know, that's fine. We've got Croatia. We can go to them instead. Uh, yeah. So it gives, it gives the promoter options. Um, and that's and a good is, thing. There's no question. It, that's a good thing. It, because it's, it's a great thing, Cole, because we've got those eight rounds yeah. and we've got potentially two reserves. Um, yeah. whether we see Ypres as a, as a reserve or not, I, I don't think we should, you know, they're ready to go, uh, and it would be a sensational round of the championship. Um, so yeah, but you know, we, the one thing that's quite clear now is that the FAA wants eight rounds to constitute a championship. So at least we have some clarity on that. Uh, and we, we understand what needs to happen, um, for us to crown a champion this year. So yeah, that's, that's where we are. It's for me, it's all, it's all good news. I want to stick a caveat in there for Croatia because I suspect there'll be a little bit more caution in the country of Croatia following the fiasco um, of the Adria tennis tour with Novak Ooh, Djokovic yeah, taking true. his circus mm. on the road there. So I, I think, um, it, yeah, I, I just would put a little bit of an asterisk next to Croatia in the light of that because it just was handled very badly. And of course, it wouldn't be necessarily in rallying 
but but I think that could just put a bit of a damper on, on the chances of Croatia running. I think this- rightly. And I, I think the other thing, David, that we have to bear in mind with Croatia is, you know, we, we were talking about Estonia. Well, they've put on very, very successful, not just candidate events, but what did they call it last year? Was WRC a, promotion event. Promotion it? event. You know, we talk about yeah. Ypres, which has got massive heritage and how to put on a world-class mm. event successfully and safely. And the other rallies we were talking about really all had pedigree. George, have you ever been rallying in Croatia? You've been just about everywhere. Have you ever been I, rallying in I've, Croatia? I have not. I've driven right through there uh, many, many years uh, ago when it was, when it was still uh, Yugoslavia. A long yeah. time, well, long I think we drove ago. through on a bus coming back from <laughs> Turkey one year. <laughs> no, I, I drove across there in a day, more or less, but we didn't quite yeah. make it. We got stuck in some dreadful hotel. We ended up sleeping in our van. Took but, us uh, three days to get anywhere in that yeah. bloody bus. Do you know that? You, you, I mean, the most interesting <laughs> thing about Croatia is it's shaped like a, a big, huge molar tooth. Thank goodness! Most, you said, really? most unusual, <laughs> most unusual geographical shape. I like it. It's gorgeous. I love maps, as yeah, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a beautiful country. But, yeah. but I think you're right to, to say caveat for various reasons, and I think David's right as well. It is a kind of, uh, it's a nice little bargaining chip for the promoter to have, uh, to be able to but, perhaps exert a little bit of pressure if they need to put a hmm. bit of pressure on maybe one or two other rounds. I think it's it's good to have that up their sleeve, that's for sure. But it'll be very, it, very, very interesting. It's such short notice. Uh, it, if someone like Chris could put it on, David. Absolutely. No, it, it'd be great. Uh, and, and, you know, it is a fabulous, beautiful, beautiful part of the country. world. Yeah. But, you know, let's, let's look towards Estonia. You know, we've seen in the last few years, we know pretty much what to expect from those stages. They are very, very quick. They're not quite uh, the same as Finland, you know, not so many jumps and, and yumps and corners on crest and that sort of thing. But they are quick, not quite Poland quick. Um, but you would have to say, George, these sort of roads would favour uh, a car that works well in a high speed, and that car really is a, is a Yaris, isn't it? It's a Toyota. It is at the moment. Um, I'm not sure what um, what young uh, Elfin Evans might say about that event, given that he he had a little bit of yeah. a mishap there last year, didn't he? He did. He injured his back on yeah, a quite, on a landing. Badly, yeah, but he didn't yeah. crash. He didn't. You know, he he just it was, had a bad landing. He, he it was an awkward landing. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was, and and he finished the event. You know, he he drove. Uh, from memory, he, I'm sure he did, didn't he? He drove he did to the end. It, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Some of the roads are they, they're they're man-made, um, and the and the undulations uh, are put in to model some of the jumps. Because um, obviously, we shouldn't forget that Estonia two or three years ago came about as a high-quality test event uh, for for Rally Finland. It was a place to go a week or two out from from Neste Rally Finland to essentially dial your drivers and the cars into the Top Gear stuff that was going to be coming into Vascular, yeah, uh, and that's that's where that's where Estonia this this particular event really grew in its success, uh, and then last year for the first time it became a a WRC promotion event, which obviously meant that you could follow it with WRC.com, the all live service, the, that tremendous service that that we all love. Uh, that was there, uh, and it and it just kind of developed, and I think that was year one, and from memory, it was a, a five year plan. For it to get to uh, to the mm-hmm. WRC calendar, obviously it's been fast tracked for for the reasons that we've talked about endlessly for the last three months. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but, but not just fast tracked, David. It's been re what's the word I'm looking for? It's been re- reinstated. You know, it was it was cancelled up until three or four yeah. weeks ago. There was no rally yeah. Estonia this year. It was cancelled for various no, reasons. And and so that you know that 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 was a whole different story, a whole different oh, load yeah. of reasons that you know that that actually fundamentally. We simply don't care about now, and you no, know we we, we can also talk about rally dirtfish. You know we set out when when there was nothing coming, probably two or three months ago. Now we we got together with with the Estonian uh, Auto Sport Union, uh, the fabulous Yanis and and his colleagues there, and we talked about what could be done because there was nothing in Estonia, no events uh, in the south of the country, um, and we got together with them and we put on rally dirtfish, which would have been great. It based out of Otapa. Uh, it was coming in August, and now because we now have an even bigger show in town, there is no point in in Rally Dirtfish running. So you know we are more than happy to to stand aside and and essentially help out and do whatever we can to support Rally Estonia in uh, in in Estonia in September. It, you know some people might maybe scratch their heads as to why we're not running uh, as a as a warm up event or something, but a calendar is going to be so crowded 
uh, with events that there's simply no, it's not necessary. Uh, there is there's already an event in in Estonia that Oit is doing, which I have temporarily completely uh, yeah, forgotten the name it? of. It is the yeah. Vori yeah. Rally. Is it? God, Lord, that's terrible, isn't it? I was going to say Vormir, but I think that's in um, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> but it, so yeah, I mean that fundamentally that's the the history. You're quite right, Colin. You know, a few months ago there was absolutely nothing. Then there was the the epic that was going to be Rally Dirtfish. Uh, now that's gone, and now there is a you know it's a dream come true for for Estonian rally fans. There's a round of the World Rally Championship coming their it's, way. But you know it's going to be mighty interesting, guys, because. You know, we've talked about why we've lost, obviously, rallies like GB, like Finland, because, you know, governments uh, and local authorities are very nervous about large gatherings. I can imagine that half of Estonia will want to go to this event. And it's going to be interesting to see how they manage the spectators, how they manage the crowds. What will work in their favour, David, is you talked about these roads that they've built, these uh, particular jumps, particular sections they've put into mirror parts of Finland they were also designed to manage spectators. So that will certainly work in their favour, you would think, in terms of how they get people in to watch the, the rally. But, it, you know, it's not going to be just, you know, we switched it off in March in Mexico. We turn it back on again in September in Estonia. It'll look no, very we- different, won't it? And it'll feel very different. I was going to say we've had updated guidelines from the FIA mm. as well this week as well. And... They want, as in their words, as safe an environment as possible. So we've seen co-drivers allowed back into the cars. That's part of it. Shorter stages repeated more often, longer service so that there's better ability to social distance in the service park. They're talking about um, potentially a more extreme measure running events as a single venue instead of multi-venue competition. Not quite sure what that means. Um, Adding on that they could do race circuits, private land or military zones, and then again, you can control the crowds with that. And also uh, on that list is a single service park without remote tyre or Mm. refuelling zones. And drivers have to drive their own car into Park Ferme with time cards being submitted electronically and and balaclavas all round. All of these are are very sensible me- measures, and it's essentially all they're trying to do. Least there is just is is really restrict the footprint of the event and not take the event to to places it doesn't need to go. You know, I mean, one thing that we we'd had planned for a long time with Rally Dirtfish was we were going to have no uh, no ceremonial start, no ceremonial finish, no media zones. Um, you know, we'd done everything to mitigate the potential uh, for for large gatherings. Um, and Cole's quite right. You look at the work that they did in Estonia and all of that route and the road building and everything was planned firstly around it feeling like Finland, good test place for Finland, but also managing spectators and managing spectators on every level. You know, the the, the people just paying on the gate to come in all the way up through to the corporates. Uh, you know, everybody was really well catered for. We shouldn't underestimate what the likes of Irmo Arva and, and his team did. It was one of the strongest, it is one of the strongest non-WRC last year, events in the, in, in the, on the calendar of, oh, of World Rally. It was brilliant. I think, I think, I think you know, a, an absolute testament to that, David, is the fact that no one is asking questions about its inclusion in the World Rally Championship. No. There has not been a single question that I can see asked about its suitability or no. its, you know, its ability to put on a world-class event. I think we're all very very comfortable with that. As I say, what, what interests me is is how it's going to look and feel. You know, as you say, these, you know, these guidelines, those are guidelines clearly aimed at all levels of rallying, but I suspect more at national rallying. But there are certain things in there that we'll see straight away in the service park. As I understand it, service parks are going to be very much restricted areas and, and, and quite well, probably no fans in the service box. Think, it's a shame, well, but it has to be, yeah. But you only, have to, you only have to look at, you know, Formula One this weekend that yeah, comes back exactly. in Austria. You know, journalists are allowed to go to the event uh, and they're allowed to go into the media office. They're not allowed into the paddock. You know, each photographer is going to, from my understanding, is going to be given one corner to shoot from. You know, the snappers will not be moving around the track. Everything is different. Um, right now, and it and it will. F- I would imagine the service park will have to be shut to spectators. You know that to me is if they're prepared to do that in in Evascular for Finland, they have to do it in Estonia. They they have to do it everywhere really. You know Turkey is not a problem because 
we only get those those goats and chickens and probably even some some thrushes <laughs> thrushes and uh, <laughs> in, it's true though you know turkey nobody goes because um, it's in the middle of nowhere we have to make that it's, it's not it's it, up a mountain park is is you've got to know where it is you don't just yeah. stumble across it it is in the middle of nowhere yeah it's now, I remember perfect the first, the first... country isn't it it really is it you're is right rather, colin yeah. Yeah. yeah stunning but george what's great about that with turkey is that you know the the power stage for example is a proper power stage up the side of the mountain and the stop line is almost right in the centre of the service park. That that is the benefit of having it in the middle of nowhere that you can do that sort of thing. But but yeah, you know this this, this issue about crowd control, uh, I, I think is going to be an ongoing issue, um, and it'll be interesting to see how it develops. I will. But if we look further down the calendar, George, I mean, you I'm sure would have worked on a a rally Italy, rally Italia Sardegna in in October before. What sort of differences? Because obviously Sardinia has moved from June June to mm. late October, very late October. You know, it finishes on well, Sunday, the first of November. Halloween. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. we all we all know the Med in in winter is not the not the nicest place at times, but they they do get the the what we call an Indian summer very often. You know, the the summer can run till really the, properly to the end of October and even into November at times. When the weather changes, yep, wind, lashing rain, 14, 15 degrees. I mean, you might get REC conditions. What do you do, though, George? What do you do, George? we had that in Sardinia earlier in the year, anyway, where we had flooding, didn't we? We had that two years ago, but the difference there, Lise, was that within hours of the rain coming, we were back to 30 degrees and the roads dried. But, George, what do you do, George? What do you do? What tyres do you take? Because you could have... 24, 25 degrees and bright sunshine, mm-hmm. or like you say, you could have RAC conditions. What, yeah. what do you well, do? Well, per- perhaps it's an event rather like uh, rather like uh, GB in, in those conditions. You know, GB uh, has often had a contingency tyre uh, in, yeah. in case it's icy. So maybe we need to do that. Um, the the, the, the yeah. nice thing these days is that, that uh, basically the, the decisions are made for you by the FIA. There's no more lost sleep on that one. They just decide what they're going to do and they appoint it. Mm. Same for everyone. Uh, but if they do go with the the the, the very hard tyres and it's wet, um, it does become a challenging event. Uh, you'll get a lot of... Uh, you'll get some drivers complaining that it's, you know, more hazardous than normal. It's just more slippery. There's just less traction. So, you you know, you adapt to what you've got very quickly. Um, and some drivers will do it better than others. You know, we've got well, our- what are the chances, George, at that time of year of getting? You, know, you and I have, have, have been up Monte Lerno, for example, many times, uh, and there's a fair elevation there, isn't there? Oh, what heck, are the chances yeah. of? Uh, you know, I know they get snow on Sardinia. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose it's unusual it's, it's, at that time of year. It's very, very early for snow in Sardinia, but ice, um, ice maybe frosty mornings, icy mornings. Well, I dare say, if you get the the the. The perfect storm of conditions it might, but I mean that 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 cold weather has to come a long way. It has to get right over the Alps before it's going to get down and and do the med. The med itself, you know, it has warmed up over the course of the summer. It's not cooled down yet, so you're on an island, albeit a big island. So you're far maybe far enough away from the sea. I don't think that you you would see much in the way of snow, but it's not impossible. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be counting on it. Just just to think generally. I mean it. The biggest concern for me going there at that time of year is if if it is cold, the ho- the hotels the hotel rooms have air conditioning to to keep you cool, but they don't have any they don't have any uh, draft proofing or um, or heating, heating to keep you warm. Quite often, you know, the the door out to your veranda will quite often have a you know a, a two centimeter gap underneath it. <laughs> keep your keep your suitcase and your things you've packed away from that point because the rain will drive in underneath it. I've been in lots of rooms like that in the past. But also, George, the, the the one thing that some of the engineers will no doubt be happier about an event like like <laughs> what are you eating, David Evans? Sorry, I've just finished. What, what are you sandwich. eating? Mm. <laughs> Is it a Bird good sandwich? Food. Bird food. It was a thrush, great- thrush sandwich. <laughs> it was <laughs> a <laughs> it was a prawn and avocado sandwich from Marks and Spencer's. No, 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 homemade, Carl. Homemade. Oh, lovely, Ooh, yummy, yummy. Uh, so no, it's all gone now. Very sad to see the end of that. Um, as I am all of my sandwiches, obviously. <laughs> Um, and there's a but, lot of them. There's a lot of sandwiches. I think we were talking about Sardinia, guys. Come on, back on, so, back on course. So, George, I was just going to ask you that. 
the engineers yeah. would surely be quite pleased about this running later because it's going to be less stressful on the cars, isn't it? You know, there's not going to be the same heat that we've seen because some years we've seen the hottest, probably the hottest conditions of the season. Oh, yeah. Sardinia. I mean, certainly Sardinia was an absolute killer on that respect, wasn't it? So, mm. yeah, 100% sure that the the engineers responsible for the cooling package will not be uh, not be getting tested to their very limits. But I dare say what happens, I'm not quite sure what alterations they're allowed to make. I know it's quite limited, but um, rather than looking for every every tenth of a degree of cooling uh, air to go through the, the, the cooling package, you can you can start to get less worried about it, which is good news in Sardinia because very often you lose all that fabulous cooling package on the front end of the car as the, as the cars uh, ablate themselves on the, serene, the scenery because the roads are so mm. narrow in places. So, yeah, I mean... Less expensive on, on from that yeah. point of view, you can you can let it run. You'll not you'll not end up stressing an engine because you've knocked the spoiler off on the first stage of a three stage loop, and 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 the yeah. car's maybe been running a couple of degrees hotter than you wanted it to. So yeah, definitely engineers will be a little bit happier, but there's plenty but of I, other things for them to worry about, and that's what they'll be thinking about. They'll be thinking, oh, good, no cooling to worry about. Oh, but what else are we going to face? So they're just but born it, warriors. I'm worrying with them. But there is there is a far bigger question, Mark, over Sardinia. Who can tell me what that is? Who can tell me what is the biggest, yeah. perhaps, concern? A flight for the, getting there? No. Yes. The biggest concern for the winning driver. What's that going to be? Oh, in the harbour. In the end of October. Sea temperature won't have dropped that much at that by that point. Maybe maybe a degree or two. It'll probably be warmer in October than it is in June, because it's had the whole summer to warm up. The only thing it's is when you get out. When you it's when you get out. It's when you get out. You're going to get the chill. Chill. The no. chill factor could be could be um, the, the the same as uh, the west coast of Scotland if you're if you're unlucky. In which at which point. Can you, you imagine, be, David? You David, will be getting David hypothermia. Colin, I just want to Ooh. chuck a couple of questions at you as with my fan hat on. I am a rally fan. I love the fact that I have journalists on the ground who can go and ask the questions I want, who can report back on stuff they're seeing and watching and having a little nose into engines that are broken while they watch drivers and co-drivers rapidly try to repair them. How are you going to be able to do your job in this new world? How mm. are you going to report back to the many, many more fans who won't be able to go to an event, but will be relying on knowing what's happening. There's no radio service from the WRC anymore, which exactly. used to be, yeah, it used to be a, a, um, a, a good way to actually find out what was going the whole time. If you are going to be corralled in into press rooms, is there any point in going, or are you going to be able to do your jobs by being on site and giving back? The stuff that only you can find. Well, this this is a question that I that I had with some Formula One colleagues. You know, what's the point of going to Austria when you're only going to sit in a press room? You know, you're not allowed. There's no press conferences, from my understanding. What what's the point? Um, and you know, there is inevitably there's the color aspect of actually being there, and and you can describe the kind of postcard story and all of that. But you're quite right, Lisa. And, and at the moment, we don't know exactly what the media side of, of the operation will look like for the for the next five rounds. Um, I think I'm kind of conscious as well that the promoter could quite easily not that they would, but um let's say in any other closed system, the overall controller can operate Pravda. They can basically sell a story that they want to sell left, right and centre and the journalists that are there to tell another story won't have the opportunity necessarily to do it now. Well, we, we, we're a little bit different to, to Formula One, obviously, because, you know, we're not within the confines of a circuit. And for sure, the way that we started with Dirtfish to coverage this year is that we want to be out and about more. We want to be in the service park much less. So our aim would be, Col, I think, to be, to be out on the road, mm. you know, obviously conforming to all of the restrictions and social, social distancing mm. guidelines. But we'll be at the roadside, you know, if, if Sebastian Ogier has a puncture or some damage after stage one, we'll go and find him um, and we'll tell yeah. the story from there. Um, yeah, that's, that would be I, our I aim. Think, absolutely. I think, I think that's what we found from the first three events this year, David, was that your rally fans, uh, there are plenty of options for them to hear from the drivers and even to see what's being said around the service. But you're quite right, at least they, those options may be cut down a little bit uh, for the rest of the year. But what 
as rally fans, it seems they, they wanted more than anything was, you know, to get the, the flavour, the atmosphere out and about on the road sections between stages, heading to that opening stage of the morning. And we should still be able to do all that. It, it will be different. Mm. There's no, no question about it. It'll be different. We'll have to perhaps operate in a slightly different way. But at the end of the day, you know, what rallying is, fun, it, it isn't a two-hour race in a circuit, a closed circuit. You know, there's so much going on out and about uh, that is so remote. And, and, you know, the challenge of gathering that information will still be there. Different type of challenge, but that is what we will be, be doing. We'll be out and about getting the stories, getting the atmosphere, the mm. flavour, uh, and getting those stories back to, the, to the, the, the fans back home. And, and I'm looking forward to it. It will be different, but I'm very it- much looking forward to it. And talking of differences, one of the things that we that we've discovered in the last uh, week is is the route that originally was planned for Rally GB. Well, that was exciting. Mm. Yeah, which it was quite radically different, and you know the standout difference um, was the Sunday, which was going to be based wholly at Alton Park. Um, I say wholly. There were two stages there. Uh, I think there were 9K stages or something using some of the perimeter roads and circuit itself um, and some of the rallycross sections. So it would have been a mixed surface stage. How would we feel about that? I mean, is that what the final day of a WRC round should be? You know, there's two, uh, there's two arguments there, isn't there? There's the promotion argument that it is a golden opportunity to bring people in from, you know, a lot of big cities close to, to Alton Park. You've got Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham. Um, that are not far away. You could have educated a whole lot of people about WRC. David, but is it? Uh, George is about to come in with the other you, side of that argument. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say to you. I'm to this. So, so look, I mean, I, I think it's brilliant, and I, and I, I am one of the biggest exponents of supporting change in rally, and, and mm. for for the better, for, for what I see as the best for our sport, and and I'm always happy to 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 be corrected and and change my opinion. But going to a race circuit traditionally does not show rally cars off very well. It, they, they look slow on a race circuit. You, you, you go to Sutton yeah. Park, you know, the, the parkland there uh, in, in Birmingham, where we used to have mm. the most incredible show, and I've had the privilege of driving that stage on the rally it's, itself. It's a very exciting stage to drive. You know, the old Sunday stages, Chatsworth House, uh, mm. Bramham Park, Weston, Trentham, Weston, Trentham, Tatton, all these Clumber Park. I broke my diff in Clumber Park. Managed um, to survive sorry, by George. a miracle. But uh, that should those, be a song. Those, should be a song. Those the Beatles song probably. <laughs> the um, but the the bottom line is those stages were really impressive to watch, and yeah. nothing else. Nothing else went to them. You put a rally car. Doesn't matter if it's got four hundred horsepower or five hundred horsepower. It looks pedestrian compared to. Uh, 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 saloon, a saloon yeah. car and a saloon car looks yeah. pedestrian compared to uh, uh, a proper single seater you know uh, oh, we saw we, and you know you take that so, to an extreme George we saw that with, with when World Rallycross goes to places like Barcelona and, and these kind of circuits Yeah, even with you know 600 horsepower they still look you know they're slow. sliding yeah, a lot so, more look, but let, let's get yeah. to these events let's get to these events but let's design a very very clever smart stage you know, mm. and we've got plenty of examples of that being done. It's not, it's not that anybody has to reinvent something that's not been done. Uh, the, the most impressive stage was on one of the most difficult environments ever from the point of view of a super special stage, and that, and that, was, um, that was in Perth in Australia at the park, at yeah, Langley park. park. You know, that was an amazingly simple and unbelievably spectacular stage where people flocked it to it four days in a row. It was as full yeah. on the last night as it was on the first night. And all the teams and all the team members all went to it because it was so brilliant. So, yeah, let's have these events. Let's have a, let's can the last traditional day of WRC and put on a fantastic a single venue event. But for goodness sakes, if it's just right. like, if it's yeah. like, if it's like the 90% of the super special stages we currently have, quite frankly, what a yawn. I'm not tuning I've, in. I've got to say, hang on you a sec, know? George. There's a, I've just got a telephone call here. Uh, Mr. A. Kellett would like a word. Uh, <laughs> followed swiftly by Mr. I. Campbell. Uh, they both are, you know, we talk about Langley Park. That was Gary Connolly at his, at his best and his team in Australia. That was groundbreaking. But, you know, we know that A.K. and Scunner, if they're, gonna, if they're involved, it, they all get well, the very best out it, of whatever it, they're given. Yeah. 
but but can, but can that's the, there, there's, the, there's the point. Hang on, there's the point. Sorry, yeah, Colin, yeah. to talk over you, no, but no, there's right, there's right, the right. point. Uh, Andrew Kellett and and, uh, and and Ian Campbell. Sure, they'll make the best out of what they're given. So the the, the service part they were given for last year's REC, they made the best out of that. It mm. was a pig's ear to start with, and they couldn't make anything out of it except a nice purse out of a pig's ear. And, it wasn't hurt the it, event. Uh, I would argue against that. I would say that well, still, it's far better to be in London now. I know that you know that the well, the teams were split up and spread out and everything, but you know, I being, talked. David, so, you can't you can't defend that. It was awful. Yeah, point. Look, the look, look, let's was not awful. let's not revisit that that old one. It's maybe not a great analogy for me. I apologise for bringing it up. The point being is. There's a lot of great organisers, and and those yeah. are those are two of my friends that you've 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 mentioned there, the GB organisers, and uh, in the very very core of the event, and mm. and honestly, uh, sure they they could make a brilliant stage, um, but only with what they're given. Only with what they're given. So we're really you know yeah. going going but, to a race circuit. You know you're going to have to be very very creative to make the right event out of that. Now, but it's the objectives, boys. George, George, here's the thing. So you, it's it's and we need to look. You know these. Plans that Andrew Kellett, who is the route master for Rally GB, and Ian Campbell, the clerk of the course, the plans they put together were pre-COVID, quite clearly. That is when we were quite happy to say the reason for this Sunday uh, at Alton Park is to bring people in, to bring people to, in. To spread the word. To, because we are going to publicise this event. We're going to promote rallying by bringing people in, by making it mm. easy for them. That is not an option anymore. We don't want to be doing that. What we need to be doing, as George says, is looking at different ways of promoting and publicising our sport. Because, you know, saying that we are going to promote our sport by bringing in big crowds is a no-no. It's an absolute no-no for certainly the remainder of this year, probably mm. next year, and maybe even uh, into years to come. So we need to use these opportunities to say, actually, when we're putting routes together, there's a different objective to what we want to do on the Sunday. Um, you know, and, and it needs to be that kind of thinking that we see being engaged. And, and you know, I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure rally organisers around the world are beginning to look at things in a slightly different light. But, um, I, you know, I've got to go say, on. Cole, there, there, no, there is a there is an absolutely perfect model for for that for that groundbreaking development of how to to promote uh, an event as it runs through. Um, and I think, sure you know, that's no, 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 it has to be the Mull no. Rally last year. Oh, yes, of course it has to be. Sorry, <laughs> how could I forget? No, but listen, but there's, there's things, you know, I mentioned the Tour de France just offhand there. You know, something I, I put to the promoter, the previous promoter, about 10 or 12 years ago, when I was sick about 10 or 12 years ago, and the Tour of Britain came past my front door, um, and I dragged myself out of bed, and the Tour of mm. Britain's the biggest cycle race in the UK. Uh, and it was astonishing. It was yeah. quite astonishing because you think a peloton going at speed takes five seconds to pass my front door. <laughs> five seconds. But the whole thing was 20 minutes. The road was closed off. The police cars went down. The support vehicles went down. And it was just, and it built and it built and it built. And I said to, it was the previous, Simon Long, who was a lovely guy who used to be <laughs> in charge of the promoter, very, very open to ideas and a really super guy to talk to. Uh, I said, why don't we do something similar in rallying? Why, why do we avoid town centres with, with routes, with rally routes? Why don't we... We need to get in people's way. Get in their way. way. But why don't we take a convoy? Okay, we only have 10 right. world rally cars now, but why don't we have them all gathering, 10 world rally cars, 15 R5 cars, they gather at a point, which is a, whatever it might be, a time control and then we take them through the centre of towns and convoys. Guys, guys we've, already, we've already effectively that? got that. We're already driving there. The show's already there. You're, you're bringing no, someone to them that's already... I understand what you're doing, making it more of a parade and less of a just yeah. a transit, but, but but people people used to go out on the REC and watch yeah. from motorway yeah, bridges. Absolutely. I mean, and that's yeah. what kind of people did. I mean, you can't think of that it's that interesting, but people did it. But, George, and, and, but what, 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 what I found remarkable was, you know, we've got a school, or we had where I used to live, a school, and those school kids were out to watch the cycling. And I, I looked at them and I thought they had all these flags because the sponsor had given out flags and you mm. know, the look on yeah, their the, faces. The I caravan, thought, the plastic yeah, stuff they chuck out of fun. or paper stuff in front is brilliant. It's very exciting. But I mm. thought those kids, those kids are fans of cycling for life. And this exactly. was 10 years ago. And you look where UK cycling's at now and perhaps but, it adds up. We, but Cole, do, do you not different. do you not remember Cole all those years ago when I can't remember who he was driving for, but Gwyndaf was 
Gwyneth Evans, Gwyneth Evans, Elvin's father, of course. I think it was maybe Seat or Latty is with Ford. I can't remember. MG. But all the way, all the way through, all the way through. Uh, no, it was way before that. Was it? Um, yeah, all the way through uh, where he lives, and the R- the RAC route came through Dinas M A W D Maudui Maudi. <laughs> near Dol Dolgeth Dolgethly Dolgeth Lau Lau yeah uh, that oh, part that part sorry mate, that part of Mid Wales <laughs> and apologies to all of the people from those absolutely fabulous towns the the route came through there so somebody went through there before and they handed out these these banners that said Go Gwyndaf Go and the whole route was lined by school children holding up those things and it stuck mm-hmm. you know it absolutely stuck and you know but, twenty and, and David. For me, this is what we need to be looking at. You but, know, but Col- you know, the- promoting directly, we've got to be looking at that again. There is nothing wrong with a linear route. A linear route can work yes. because if it can work for Tour de France, we can make it work. The broadcast abilities now are so much better than they were 20 years ago. So the biggest problem, the only reason we don't do this is because of the service park. You look in the service park, you cannot move those ridiculously large structures, the ones that that serve us fabulous food every every afternoon, and we're very grateful for. But I think we'd rather have a pot noodle in the I'm, back of I'm our van. I'm going to make a prediction, David. I'm going to make a prediction. They will be the first obvious casualty of COVID. What's the point in them? They're there it's, for hospitality. It, well, exactly, Carl. But, you know, that's, that's fundamental because, you know, we see, George, you know, you were there. We see in Finland when, when Akio Toyota comes along from, you know, the, the, the chairman or president of Toyota Motor Corporation, he comes to the service park. We can't have him standing un- under an easy up, can we? You know, he needs to see that there is some level of kind of corporate hospitality to, to bring people into. Um, I, I don't know. I feel quite conflicted about this because I can see that we do need that level of, of hospitality. We do. And it serves, serves us well because, you know, it's what sponsors can buy into. Mm. Uh, that unique kind of occasion of, of going and meeting the drivers after service or whatever. But equally, I feel it's tremendously hindering not all of our events. Talking again about Finland, there is no need for a linear route in Finland. There never has been. It's always been based somewhere around Evascular. It doesn't need to move. Rally GB, it's very DNA, the heritage, everything about our round of the championship. Go back more than 20 years when we've been stuck in Wales. It's about starting at one end of the country and progressing to the other and then coming back to the start. You know that? Those are the classics, and I do firmly believe somehow we could make that work again. To, to be honest, uh, when you look at the cost of those facilities, and, and you, it's very hard, even when you're sitting in them enjoying a very fine lunch, to understand how the, how the, the cost can be justified for, for the, use, the, the use and the type of use they get, although we all love it, of course, because it, mm. it's very nice and comfortable and, and great, great atmosphere within them. And I guess that's kind of what they're trying to do, but, you know, if you were running a linear route, say you went back to a more traditional Finland rally where it, it would loop out of Yvaskala in the morning and it wouldn't return there till the evening. So, you'd mm-hmm. have, you'd, you know, you would go right down to, uh, to, to Lati and, and, and Tampere and places like that. You'd do a whole day down there. So what's wrong with just having a coach with a, with yeah. a, a lovely big surrounding awning? You know, they, honestly speaking, you can rattle the thing up in uh, two or three hours. And, and, and George, you're right. it, it's 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 not it's not the grandness of the facility; it's the content but, of the facility. It's what it's who's in the facility. It's what's think, happening around conf- it. So, yes, honestly, yes. I think yeah, just just let's just shake it up, uh, condense it a little bit. You know, let's get rid of some of the paraphernalia and and let the whole thing breathe again. Great opportunity. But it goes it goes back to that argument about you know what are we in rallying? You know, are, are we trying to be a Formula One? Or are we embracing our sense of adventure? You know we've what, done George? that, Col. We've been and we tried to be Formula One, and well, and, and it failed. For, and forget that. So why are we still? Why are we still? Or you know, certain elements of the sport still hell bent on making the service park look something like a Formula One paddock? Mm. You know, forget it. Embrace the adventure, George. Remember, remember the time when I was at uh, at the tobacco company and we took a whole load of people to the San Remo rally. Yes. Um, and and you know and it was actually it was the the it was the MD of our Finnish subsidiary who turned up and he thought he was going to 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 Monte Carlo to the Monaco Grand Prix and he was there in his <laughs> Gucci loafers and his uh, you know his expensive slacks and all the rest and it was like 
where's the helicopter? It's like, no, no, no. Embrace your sense of adventure. There is the minibus. There is Howard Davis, your entertainment <laughs> and your driver for the day. Go and enjoy it. And, and you know what? He came back at the end of the day and he, I wouldn't say he was buzzing because he was a strange character, but he got it. He got that <laughs> rallying wasn't all about hospitality and luxuries and sipping champagne or quaffing champagne. And I we need seen, to re-embrace yeah. that sense of adventure mm-hmm. and sell rallying to the corporate world, not as a poor man's Formula One, yeah. but as, you know, the absolute ultimate sporting adventure. I've, I've got similar it. similar stories, Colin, with, with our, our, our Toyota's main Castrol back in the, the late 90s there. Or most of the 90s was Castrol. And they did a corporate event out for really all their senior, very senior staff, directors and and very senior managers. Every every GB rally, there was two coach loads and they were taken out and into the forest and they simply just, what they did was they made a coffee station or a, probably a, a glue vine station and, and a simple barbecue in, a, in an advantageous spot where they could get the coach within maybe, you know, half a kilometre of, of, of the stage, something like that, maybe a little bit further. Everybody got their Castro wellies and their Castro overcoats and they trudged up through the stage with their with their wives into this area and they watched the rally cars going past full on spectacular and they had they, they would do a stage in the morning they would go somewhere for lunch quite often to the Castro bus at one of the service points it was very very intelligently worked out and uh, and then uh, back into a stage and then dinner in the evening it was just unbelievable and of course at lunchtime they would also it's catch a service yeah but then we sell it, it, it doesn't it doesn't need to be difficult, this. You know, if we wanted to look at, say, Rally GB and start out of Birmingham and then go up to Lancaster or to the Lakes or something, it's very straightforward. All we need is the, the organiser of the event to create that infrastructure. And we almost see it with a with a uh, a tyre zone, don't we, that they, they cordon an area off and the, and the crews come through. And, you know, by the time Sebastian Ogier is gone from car one, then there's space for car 22 to come in and they... It just it rolls on, doesn't it? Through that, so yeah. why not just create, a, you know, put up some, some, some temporary a series, structure, a series of it, those, yeah, yeah, exactly, absolutely, and, yeah, and it and it's there, and you know, I I would just love to see um, the, the opportunity to do that. There is well, fundamentally, I've, there I've are, enjoyed this afternoon redesigning uh, WRC with you guys. This has been great, <laughs> but there are, but just before uh, Andrew Kelly comes and and knocks on our doors, there, you know, there are obviously. Re- there are difficulties with that in terms of, you know, UW stages yeah, but, but, and they, they, on, therefore you're allowed to use the same marshals and we would David, definitely struggle for marshals. David, David, no, 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 no. No, you won't. You won't. There's lots of people out there that want to do it. And what you do is you have the good have idea. The you have the, you have the good idea and, and, and work it out and then you give it to, to Andrew Kellett and he has the nightmares, but he comes back with a solution <laughs> because he's brilliant and he hates yeah, us no, listen, because we've come with this brilliant idea which he, he understands is brilliant. He makes it work. And then and then Ian Campbell puts it all together in an event with, with his team of thousands. And uh, and we, we make a brilliant event. And, you know, if you make a brilliant event, people want to come along to it. People want to marshal yes, on it. Yes, that's absolutely right. Opportunity I, have, I, have solved the marshal, I have solved the marshal problem, or you've solved it. Uh, marshalling isn't going to be a problem in the future because we are going to get thousands more volunteers. Because we're going to limit the number of people that we're going to allow into the stages. And if we limit the number of people allowed to spectate, then, you know, the only way you can actually get into a stage to spectate is to volunteer to be a marshal. It works in America. It works in America. Hmm. You know, they close stages off to the public. And the, the, mar- the, the not the marshal, the local sheriff drives around and, you know, the, the threat is the rally will be cancelled if there are any spectators. So you don't get any spectators. But, my God, you see plenty of people in orange jackets marshalling. Loving um, it. It, Loving could it. Be, it could be it could be one of the benefits we get from COVID. If we genuinely say that, you know, we are going to have to, in some ways, uh, resell rallying in terms of spectators and the spectator experience, well, you know, it, it's a fantastic opportunity to say to those spectators, tell you what, don't miss out on your rally fix. Do the online course to become a marshal. Get your orange vest. <laughs> you will see more rallying than you've ever seen in your life. Fabulous. All done. Solved. Thank you very much. Where's my sandwich, David Evans? Love it, Colin. Is yeah. it lunchtime now? 
I feel like we are, I want a corporate nice. lunch. Where's the, where's the corporate lunch about? Where's that? Where's it's, that? Where's that roving Castro bus? New world. <laughs> yes. It's surely time for afternoon tea now, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it must be scone, strawberry jam, well, and clotted what? cream. Please. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mentioned it. Now I'm going to go make scones. Cream first. Jam first, Just of course. Jam first. Every jam first, time. I agree. Absolutely. Frankly, Lise, who cares? Just, yeah. just <laughs> lots of it. David, yeah. David, does, David doesn't put it on the score. He just shovels it all in with a spoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, can, yep. I can see that. We were talking about, we were talking about pig's ears earlier. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, I think we've um, managed to create a brave new world of WRC. At um, least there was one thing which I had to say, one small yep. update from uh, last week. There was a degree yep. of confusion uh, about... Um, Mr. Eve Maton and his feelings towards private drivers. A small uh, dispute that Colin and I had, which has kind of rumbled on uh, past the podcast through the last week. So, so I called Eve, uh, and Eve has confirmed he is very happy to see private drivers, gentleman drivers, uh, uh-huh. in in Rally One cars from 2022. He also pointed out that you know they can compete now uh, in WRC. And they can compete around in in other markets around the rest of the world. So yeah, those cars will be available, which is very very important um, because Malcolm Wilson has made it. Malcolm Wilson has made it absolutely clear that Too without expensive. the ability to sell these cars, he will have no future uh, yeah. in the championship. And he's exactly right. You know yeah. that the cars will be half a million euros, and just you know if he has the uh, the opportunity to sell them. It's going to be a godsend for Malcolm because, you know, he's, Absolutely. he's not so well, many I, of I hope, these. I hope it does work out. I still feel that, that we're a little bit off base, but, but I mean, look, it, mm. yeah, I'm entitled to my opinion, which I've, which I've given. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'll be very, very happy to be proved wrong. Uh, what I'm keen to have is a healthy WRC that, that doesn't look too inwards, that is open to change and, and open to allow new drivers to thrive. And, mm. and I, just, I just felt that a step back from WRC to something simpler at this time when tens of thousands of people are losing their jobs and budgets and money must be tight. I thought, what a great opportunity. Maybe I was off the wall a little bit on it. I'll not apologise no, for that. I'll still I, st- I I'll stick I with it. I don't think you were, but- George. I think, you know, you're, you're quite right that, you know... That it's a conversation that needed to be had. It, it absolutely is. And the cars were heading towards the million euro, you know, price mm. tag. And that that was 100% unsustainable. But talking to, to Eve, you know, there is... What he's pointed out is there is the philosophy, there's the learnings that they've had from Rally 2 from the old R5 cars. You know, the fact that we don't have the same centre diff, we have a five-speed gearbox. Maybe I'm sure you would feel that we're sort of tinkering around the edges there, George, but it's a step in the right direction. Uh, And, you know, from going towards a million euro car, we've come down to a half million euro car. That has to be a Massive step. Massive progress. It's, Massive it's, progress. I, I still and feel... And I think this is a whole podcast in itself again. We'll... Yeah. we'll- I think oh, we should fashion a fashion no, a different no. podcast for for this. We've done it already. Um, We've done it already. Yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has got in touch on Dirtfish Rally at Dirtfish Rally. Keep your questions coming because Mark Jones has pinged us some questions. So I need quick answers to the three questions that he has sent in to us, chaps. So Rally GB at the moment isn't on the 2021 WRC calendar. Well, it's not. No. Uh, if it falls out of the championship, how long do you think it could be missing for? Uh, it, it could be gone forever. Could be very difficult, yeah. very difficult for it to get back on again. Equally, it could be back in 2022, or it may even <laughs> still be there in 2021. I, funnily enough, I mean, what what do we think? If let's go round here, you know, there is one slot potentially available. Uh, we know the nine that are in there. Where would you go? There's what is it? There's New Zealand, uh, Germany, GB. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> the other ones. New Zealand, New Zealand, round? New Zealand. Every yeah. time. Look, it's a World Rally Championship. We have got to go around the globe. End of. Australia. We have, hey, we have narrowed ourselves down. Yeah, but yeah, that's, Australia's that's, great that's car, but it's way. not New Zealand. Yeah. It's not New Zealand. New Zealand, I mean, in terms of, I mean, I love, I love Australia, for goodness sakes. And, and I think Coffs Harbour gave us an unbelievably good event. Western yeah. Australia was unbelievably unique, unbelievably difficult, fantastic event, loved it to bits. New Zealand is quite simply... Has quite simply the best rally roads in the world. I've, um, I've got to say, I'm, so, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm of course, s- I want to go there. I'm going to say something quite outrageous here that British rally fans probably won't believe, but I would take 
a year off from GB to go back to New Zealand just for one year. It's that good. Yeah. And, you know, those yeah. roads yeah. really are. And that's, that's, that's about, you know what, a, a double yeah. header. A double header in Australia and New Zealand. You know, we've talked about it and we used to well, do we've it. Done we've it. Talked we've done about it. it a lot. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's quite possible there'll still be some sort of quarantine requirement for Australia or New Zealand. Once we're in, we're into that bubble. Why not make the best of it and do two events two or three weeks back to back? I, I think it would work very nicely indeed. What was the next question, Lise? Uh, without a WRC event in the UK, what could take its place? Any chance of a European Championship rally? Or would there be no significant sponsor interest to justify one? Rally Scotland, standalone event, huge. Oh, that's a good event. In the classic vein of a three-day old Scottish rally around the country, off the wall, yeah. and yeah. invitation only, and we'll get everyone to come. Well, I tell you what, it would give a great opportunity to absolutely focus and concentrate the efforts on getting the British Rally Championship re-established because it's floundering once again, sadly wasn't so long ago it was floundering, but we're floundering again with the BRC. Um, and it would give them, if there was a year out, the opportunity to you know, put a bit of energy back into that. And perhaps a Rally Scotland would, would be that little um, injection it needs. I don't know. Can we, can we, can we definitely do rest and be thankful? Yes, oh, yes. yes, we can. Well, actually, it's used oh. as a public road now. Uh, again, yeah, the bit but, down the bottom, George. No, no, no. It's still it's still used a bit as a public road. It's the it's relief because, road, isn't because it? Because it's the relief road. They keep getting landslips uh, on the main road because the yeah. Scottish government doesn't maintain the road. Well, that's where we bring um, in our. That's where we bring in our Tour de France type caravan and seize the road. That's yeah. it. We seize Wait, the what road. What was the last? What was the last podcast we did where George didn't have a go at the Scottish government? You know, what was the last one? Final question. Finally, should established events be concerned about the emergency calendar filler rallies permanently taking their place if they go well? Yes. No. Surely. No. 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 I mean, you look at uh, how do we move forward? How what, do we get new new events on the calendar okay. if we don't go somewhere and then say that's brilliant? But equally, we should come back. How do we do that when we've only got one one calendar slot in twenty twenty one potentially? You know, you can't imagine that that um, that Estonia or Ypres or Croatia is going to take uh, the calendar. Oh, I don't know. You know, we're, it's a fairly mad world it's at the minute. David, isn't David, it? It, it, I was it will say, happen. Let's it, refer us back to uh, George's. Uh, funding. Well, exactly. Money talks. Yeah, Money exactly. Talks. Yeah, every no. time. Lise, I'm with you. Yeah, everything's possible. George, um, well, that's your cue to, to I mean, get. I, I still, I, I still think that uh, any any event that is classic and fabulous has a place. Um, Estonia, I've, I've, I haven't actually been to that event, uh, but I know it's very similar. I've obviously watched all the, the the film from it, all the photographs, read all the reports. It's very like Finland. We've already got a Finland. Uh, we, uh, do we need two? It would be fantastic if we were running a multi-round, a many, many round championship. What a worthy inclusion it would be. Um, so yeah, yeah, great, those events. Eper, um I, I used to think like David did that it was just, you know, you know, straights and 90s. Uh, then, then I was the winning team manager on it for about five years in a row, so I realised how much skill was involved in the team management side. You can understand. I became a big fan of Eper. Uh, it's not all straights and 90s. There's a fair bit of that. Um, I would like to see uh, Eper some K's in, in there as well, isn't there, George? Uh, it's, a, the, it's a great, it's a great event. Look, I, I, I was very privileged in, 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 my, in, in what I was doing at the time and, and, and got to effectively run the Toyota Rally team on that event for Toyota Belgium for many years. And we we didn't win it every time, but with, no, I think actually no, I think we did win it every time I did it. Um, <laughs> and, and the competition was he tough, you know. I mean, it, it, that was a, like a little miniature world rally championship event uh, for many years. Uh, it, 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 the, in terms of the entry, they were all there. It was it was uh, Group A and World but Rally we, cars. So sh- should we go somewhere like Keeper George if we've got Germany in the calendar, for example? Well, it's- exactly. No, probably not. Um, not necessary because again we're a world rally championship we need to be challenged by the geography of the world and the yeah. geography and, of the event and so I've got to say just hang on a sec hang on a sec hang on a sec there's one key point that we have completely forgotten about 2021 and it's just come to me after that exactly what George said at the moment there is nothing in the Americas there's no Mexico there's no Chile there's no Argentina so surely That's ridiculous we, it's ridiculous there's, to, there's your one event it's going to be yeah, Mexico it's or Argentina be one of those. or Chile. Yeah. I mean, and again, if we're doing one, why aren't we doing three? Lap, lap, lap. Well, down, do you know, down do you know what? Do, do, do you know what? Oliver Ciesla had a very, very clear roadmap for how he wanted the calendar to look. And we can we can forget about the numbers, but let's look at the percentages. 
He wanted four rounds in the Americas. He wanted four rounds in uh, Australasia kind of way. And he wanted eight rounds in the middle, in Europe. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Americas made up 25%. So even, even if we have a 10-round calendar, uh, you're still talking two rallies in the Americas. Exactly, if we Colin. are to meet the, the geographical spread that Cesar himself has very clearly well, uh, said he wants. So, you know, it's, I'll it's, figure it's it inconceivable. Out. It's inconceivable that we don't go there. We started with the C word. We're going to have to finish with the C word. Lisa, Time is ticking out. Olympus, Olympus rally up there in Washington State and uh, of whatever it is these days. It used to be called Olympus Rally. It still is. And then, it still is. And, then, and then down to Mexico, Chile or Argentina. Just a straight run we straight are. run down the, the, the Trans, Trans-Pan-American Highway. There you go. Oh, yeah. And of course, we then have to um, get the shoehorn in and try and get uh, round in Africa back with the Safari Rally, which we looked forward to and it didn't happen this year. But that we are out of time totally out of time the calendar will continue to dominate but hopefully we are just a little bit closer to getting wheels back on the tarmac wheels back on the gravel and getting the sport back on the way thanks lads it's been another well another diverse and um, entertaining listen thanks Lise thank you very much thank you ever so much catch you soon 